Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarkey visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. Hang on. All right! <laughs> I love that. All right, all right. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> How are we all today? Tip top. Yeah, good, good, good. We've had a big storm here in Melbourne, so a little bit, you know, excited by that. And uh, I bought some fish for the nook, and I was a bit worried that they'd be able to swim away because everything flooded suddenly. But I think they're still there. Um, what sort yeah. of fish did you get? Little comets, little sort of inch-long oh, yeah? gold, goldfish, goldfish. Because yeah, yeah. um, I was here last night and I was being eaten by mosquitoes and then I checked it out today and I realised that my sister's lovely pond that she's put in was just full of mosquito larvae and she's just created a breeding ground. So I cleaned <laughs> it out and got some fish to keep that under control. Aren't you going to make it into a grotto? Oh, it's not a grotto. Some... Do some it's groping by the grotto. I want her to have a grotto. I think you're fine. We have nookie by the nook. We don't grope by the grotto. Oh, <laughs> how fancy. Or um, a squirt of Domestos works fine. Yeah, Stuart's favourite thing with anything that <laughs> grows mosquitoes is just put Domestos in it. Not so conducive for animals who might need to now. drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would no, put the fish in. It's not a it's not an and, it's an either or. So don't right, put the fish in. Just put Domestos in, yes. And Carla, how's your week been? I don't know how to answer that, really. It's been a bit bit crazy, sort of the back end of the school year, so very boring for our listeners, but, you know, crazy mum stuff, kids finishing school and looking forward to holidays coming up, long summer days. Mm. Mm. And Clarky, nice. tell us about your week. <laughs> oh, goodness, there's a little bit to tell. So I turned 50 last week we had some lovely Hip celebrations over the weekend which which is fantastic i know right how good surprised i made it actually but anyway here we are it's kind of nice i did get a message from someone this afternoon though saying how's your week been and i said uh well i haven't murdered anyone yet so i think that's uh, a good sign and then it got me thinking that what if i really did murder someone what would happen then and i think if i did I would like it to be thrown open to the trial by wine jury rather than the real jury. And I get that I'll get nut punches and maybe some piranha (laughs) acts and all that kind of thing. But I just feel like, you know, the the punishment might fit the crime. So there might be some uh, empathy for the fact that maybe someone deserved it. Who knows? You might get hung from a tree like uh, Kathy's dog in Wuthering Heights. It's all sorts oh. of things that could happen to you. I know, uh, right? What what could go wrong? Anyway, it would be uh, it would be comical and probably make the news. So that's fun. So what are you drinking, Clarky? Oh, glad you asked. So as part of the fiftieth celebrations, we had some lovely friends come up and uh, stay with us. So that was uh, Leanne and Colin, and they brought lots of wine uh, and they left some here with us because we didn't get through it all. Um, and I might tell you that story in a sec, but uh, so we're drinking Delane beginning Chardonnay from Adelaide Hills. Quite nice. Uh, we did get the timing mixed up for the podcast, so we did start drinking a little before now. Um, 
I'm Pretty gonna game to all. touch. We've, we've nearly finished the first bottle, so um, anyway. Happy days, should be fun. Um, yeah. But on the weekend, we went. We have been meaning to visit this winery, and so we did it, and we bought lots of wine from them. And then I've been looking at Grey's Online a little bit for wine, and I decided I'd have a bid because they gave me a $40 voucher for my birthday, and I bid, and then I went, oh, maybe that's not the one. I'll bid on this one, and then, oh, maybe I'll bid on this one. And then you And then I kind of went, I've got three bids going, and I should maybe try to cancel some, and I couldn't work out how to do that. So, yes, I won them all. Three which, uh, <laughs> it, what a in winner. anyone else's yeah in anyone else's mind man i just bought them but yes Correct. i uh i did feel like a winner so they get mm. delivered next well, week so next week i'll have dozens and dozens of wine to tell you all about excellent cool and carla what are you drinking i'm drinking uh, a sparkling soda water but with a dash of vodka just so i can oh, keep replenished and refreshed after school pickup <laughs> After school pickup, yes, I've already picked the yeah, exactly. up. Exactly. So you have the, yes. have the little DC, re- and, yes. DC and yeah. body before, had a little one yes, afterwards. Absolutely. Just to yeah. quench that thirst. Did. Absolutely. Yes. Just one that's like a bit thirsty. And what about you, Schmitty? Well, I'm well. so pleased you asked. So, yeah, as we all know, I'm, I, on occasion, make choices that may be a little bit bogan, um, but, you know, that's just <laughs> the gal I am. And on this occasion, I am going to have a... La Planchellerie, I've never looked at it before, so I can't say it. La Give it your best bogan voice. That's La Planchellerie. Yeah. Ah, that's it. La Planchellerie Rosé, which comes in a can. <laughs> so, for your, nice. for your pleasure, it says crack, La Lightly Spritzed Rosé. Oh, I'm going to crack this one out for you. You ready? Oh, my goodness. Nice. There you go. Uh, was that, yeah. Did that sound refreshing oh. to you? It did. Like Do you have a straw that you can use? Pour it out of the can for you. I'm sure it's going to be terrible, but it might I'm not a little be bit disappointed that you didn't stab that the I bottom didn't drink of it, it from the... as a screw with a screwdriver, <laughs> then open it and just Shot. shotgun the whole What's that can. Shot on it? <laughs> yeah, look, look at your face. It looks delicious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She might get a shotgun it by the end could... of the episode. Oh, Schmitty, it's for sweet. next time, for next time, mm. um, Pazzini yes, do yes. Uh, a rosé and a Pinagrigio spritzer in a can similar mm. to that, which is quite nice. Is it really sweet and yet strangely no, no. flavourless? No, oh, no, no, it's just spritz wine. <laughs> Pazzini is the bomb mm. when it comes to these, so yeah, get on that. Oh. Oh, and with a wonderful bouquet of methylated spirits. Mm. Oh, delicious. Mm. All in the same can. Normally you have to go to the shed to mix that up. I know, I know. How lucky am I? But Did that's you buy okay a single because... can or have you got a six pack to get through? Oh, I bought Probably 12. A... Um, <laughs> Probably oh! a slab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a case. She's got a case. All right, so that's us drinking. Paul, what about you? Are you going to tell us a lovely story today? Yeah, I am, but I just wanted to tell you, um, we've been having a little bit of fun of late with um, uh, animal stories, and so I just thought I'd tell you what happened during the week here. Um, And it continues the theme of uh, alligators and crocodiles and things. So um, according to Nine News, uh, a dog has been attacked by a three-metre saltwater crocodile in Darwin 
while out with his owner on their morning walk. Banjo, the five-year-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier, looks a little like Boof, um, was at the Dripstone Cliffs Casuarina playing in knee-deep water on the beach at around 9am when he was bitten on the backside. He then bit the crocodile back and the <gasps> crocodile fled. That's he exactly just what Boof would have done. Yeah, I've yep. got your number. Take that, motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I see your thousands of years of evolution and I raise you a bite to the head. Um, have you seen my disproportionately large penis? That's right. I'm going to have you. <laughs> Game um, on. For those, who, if so, those of you who have you, never seen Boof. Oh, you've made a bit of a leap Boof there for has me. Got, <laughs> Boof, Boof is a small, Tony's dog is a small oh. black Staffordshire Terrier with a fifth leg. Oh, my it God. It is literally right. his... His appendage is the size of one of his back legs. It is so disproportionately large. Will we laugh about it? Uh, it's quite ridiculous, actually. And, and, less, but and, yes, less... and as a result, but I think as a result, his attitude is that of Big seven dick. bull mastiffs all in one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So or... he'd take on a five, three-metre croc, whatever. Yeah. Five-metre croc, dick. that's my cup of tea. I... I wonder if it functions like the thing from Alien where it just comes out and goes, ah, and, and the dick actually does the biting rather than just the head. Yeah, cop that. No wonder the crocodile ran away if it saw that yeah, coming at exactly. him. Exactly. Anyway. Like, oh, oh, this is all very unnatural. Yeah. So Banjo's owner said he was surprised his dog went for another swim after the attack. Like, I've just been bitten by a crocodile. Banjo's got some balls. <laughs> yeah, it's been a big day. <laughs> um, I so, just need to clean this wound. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me stop yeah. give a quick <laughs> lick, lick myself down a bit and I'm straight back in the water. Don't worry about me. It's yeah. like Mick Fanning, the guy, the surfer exactly. who punched the shark and he's straight back out. He's the Mick Fanning of the dog world. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, yes. So he was then taken to the vet and treated for three bite marks on his back but didn't need stitches. Now, I saw footage of this and he's walking around with what looks like a wound that needs about three or four stitches. <laughs> he's tough That's ass. Darwin for you. And uh, he's... Not, ac not according to him. He's like, nah, mate, flesh wound. Yeah, Don't worry about it's it. It's like that Monty Python scene. It's a flesh wound. It's Come back and fight like a man. <laughs> I've rinsed it out with salt water. What more do you want? Come back here, I'll bite your leg off. Exactly, yes. Anyway, so he's now resting at home and uh, and all good. So I just wanted to share that one with you just to continue with that thing. He's resting at home with a beer, no doubt. Exactly, yes, what, what, and the remote what, control. Yeah, what's a Northern Territory beer? I can't quite place it. It's the beer we drink up here. He'd, have a, Dar he'd have a Darwin is Stubby. It? No, Great Northern Queensland. They have Dar yeah. It's a Darwin oh, Stubby is like a, a plagan of beer kind of thing. It's a massive <laughs> bottle that you'd need two hands to drink from. But he's just Banjo, at home chilling no with that. One hand. Yeah. Yeah. Banjo doesn't have hands. That's how tough he is. <laughs> he just <laughs> makes shit happen. He's got a. He's now got a That's crocodile right. feeding him beer. <laughs> Seriously, That's beer right. that hands he would have slapped him. <laughs> It's my bitch now. Come here, you. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to share that one. I, I'm going to start this story by thinking about some of the lovely stories that have happened during COVID. So, you know how there's been all these um, 
I don't know, happy stories of things that communities have done to pull together um, to support neighbours during tough times. Um, and I'm thinking for me yep. specifically, we had the cookie fairy up here who was going up and down the, the roads, uh, dropping off cookies uh, in the middle of the night so that people would wake up and they'd check their mail and they'd end up with um, a lovely surprise of cookies. Did you have oh. anything like that that you can recall during the COVID period? Any of those kind of good news stories? I made jam and gave it to some neighbours because I had nothing else to do other than work. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But it, well, I didn't do it in. I didn't do it in a covert fashion. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't sneak it into anything. I just went, knocked on their door, and said, "You know, social distance, but here's some jam." Yep. Yep. Nice, Carla. Got I don't a story know that WA that. qualifies. Oh, no, darling, because yes. WA we they did, didn't have. COVID. We did like cope. We haven't done it yet. We're due next year, I think. So to date, we've only had sort of like <laughs> COVID light. We haven't even really. We haven't done a lockdown yeah. properly since last year. So no. There's no community spirit over here. We're just we're just yeah. waiting until the day comes. We're in a holding pattern. We, there we, will be, of course, Carla. There the will day be will come. Spirit when it happens. I suspect yes. that'll be the yes. day. Yeah. We, <laughs> that'll be our turn. Yes, we read the book and we saw the movie. We just didn't actually live it. <laughs> um, right. No. Well, well. So that that's kind of good because this story is uh, titled "The Soap Maker of Correggio." And it's a little oh. bit similar, oh. <laughs> um, only, oh. Oh. only... Only not. Only yeah. not. On. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. The sources I've got are Wikipedia and All That's Interesting. Um, I'm kind of... This is, I think, the second time I've had All That's oh, Interesting. Oh, I found that. Uh, I've used yeah, that recently, yeah. It does have some interesting stuff, so it's aptly named. <laughs> Leonardo, oh, this is this is going to be another of those ones. It's going to take me back to the um, Diana story where I can't really pronounce things as well Diana. as I should. But... <laughs> Leonardo Chianciulli was born in Montella Avellino in Italy. Uh, now, already there's some conjecture about where she was born. Oh, sorry, when she was born. She was born, uh, according to Wikipedia... On the eighteenth uh, of April in eighteen ninety-three, and according to uh, another site, which also looks like Wikipedia, uh, she was born on the fourteenth of April nine eighteen ninety-four. So, um, a year difference and a couple of days. What what what's a birth date between friends anyway? I don't suppose she was uh, looking up the not um, great record keeping. Her, her sorry, Florida man meme. <laughs> so I think she's good. <laughs> yes, maybe we should do that yeah. one day. Anyway, um, we'll while she was her. still a young girl, she attempted suicide twice. So I think you know, all um, all good serial killers need to have a, a terrible upbringing, and uh, Leonardo certainly has that. Um, anyway, in nineteen seventeen, was that a little she... spoiler? I was going to say spoiler alert. Did you just throw a little spoiler out there? Yeah. <laughs> well. Sorry, I mean. All good soap makers <laughs> need a bad upbringing. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, well picked up on. Uh, so in 1917, she married the registry office clerk, Raphael Pansardi. Her mother did not approve of the marriage as she had planned her to marry another man. Uh, and she and Kianchuli, maybe, claimed that on this occasion her mother cursed them. 
1921, the couple moved to Pansardi's native town of Loria, Potenza, where it's probably Cianciulli, I think, was sentenced to imprison, sorry, sentenced and imprisoned for fraud in 1927. Not sure what she was, uh, what the fraud was, but anyway. Uh, when she was released, the couple moved to Lacedonia, Avellino. After their home was destroyed in a 1930 earthquake, they moved once more to Correggio, where Cianciulli opened a small shop. She was very popular and well-respected within her neighbourhood. Sorry, can you just repeat? It doesn't say that she's she sold soap there. She's but, already been uh, to jail and lived through an earthquake before she set the shop up. Is oh, that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's committed suicide twice. Tried to. Well, a yeah. Trooper. Yep. Yeah. She is a bit yeah. of a trooper, yeah. Correct. Yes, that's a very good point. A very good distinction. So that's that's just the, the first little bit. Uh she had 17 pregnancies during her marriage. Oh. Like, that's a lot. That is a oh. lot. Uh, Does this mean that... Oh, hang on. But, uh, did she have any children or 17 pregnancies? Yeah. Are you going to tell us that they all miscarried oh, or, yeah. you know, what, what? how many made it, if any? Wow, you guys are so on the ball. I'm so glad for that. <laughs> so... She lost three of the children to miscarriage. Is that all? Okay. Right. Ten more died in their youth. Oh. Yeah. That's a bad success rate. Yeah, that's Consequently, right. mm-hmm. she was heavily protect- protective of the four surviving children. Her fears were fueled by a warning she had received sometime earlier from a fortune teller who said she would marry and have children but that all of the children would die young. So she's a little bit, you know, um, predisposition to struggling. Um, Anyway, between her suicide attempts, her mother's alleged curse and her various miscarriages, she truly realised that her life, to put it bluntly, sucked. (laughs) So she went to see a fortune teller for some insights. The fortune teller, I don't know why she does this. She went and saw one before. Yeah, yeah, she's gone and seen another one. Fortune teller, a travelling Romani woman, did nothing to quell her fears. She said, in your right hand, I see a prison. And in your left, a criminal asylum. Well, she was probably right. She actually may have been a psychic. (laughs) If she's Romani, she may have had some skill. (laughs) It's an excellent point you do make. Um, don't hold your breath, but we will get to it. Oh, that. okay. All right, then. So, dwelling on the mother's alleged curse and the Romani fortune teller's prediction, Leonardo Chin truly became deeply superstitious. When her son Giuseppe told her in the late 1939 that he was going to join the Italian army, she turned to the one thing that she believed would keep him safe. If you were about to lose your son to a war, not necessarily going to die, just that's where he's going to go. He's just, he's just joining the army, but eventually go to war. What would you do to keep him safe? Human sacrifice. That is exactly what she did. So <laughs> that scares me just a little bit. Uh, Tony, you should listen very intently to this story. She's deeply superstitious. Um, She's 
probably a bit into the occult is where I was going with that. And therefore, you have to sacrifice one life to keep another. I was going to say, I didn't know how you made that leap. I see, right. Is that we, I, I was a bit of a yeah, leap for yeah. me, right? I've got that, that's how I made Carla, it. That, that's how Carla, I made what it. were you going to say? Because I don't think <laughs> that's a normal reaction to that. <laughs> I was thinking a couple of extra sessions with the personal trainer or the SAS people. I wasn't thinking of sacrificing somebody else. <laughs> but, you know, each to their own. I hadn't made that leap. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I'm like a massive spag bowl or something. Yeah, it's like superstition. You know, maybe don't cross black cats. Get some crystals. I don't know, but human sacrifice and God. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. It's a it's a fair leap, but I suppose um, she could have gone down the Munchausens by proxy and like started just poisoning him a little bit, so he's a bit crook, so he couldn't go to war. That would yeah. be okay too, I guess. Well, it would be, it would be better. Let's just say. Or just cut his and knees, it, you know, cut him behind the knees. So he cuts his tendons so he can't walk anymore. Hobbles him. A oh, bit of cobbling. Yeah. A bit of corn. She could have corn cobbled him, Paul. <laughs> corn cobbled him. Genius. Yes. Eye removal right. with a teaspoon would work. Um, <laughs> lots of ideas. Anyway, uh, that's not what she did. She went oh. with human sacrifice. Uh, Schmitty, just choice. like you... It's the unclear where Chi and Chuli got her idea to sacrifice humans in order to save her son from dying in World War Two. Uh, no, it's from the occult. Yeah. Totally from the occult, but okay. Uh, sure. Story says it's unclear, and I'm going to yeah, go with Story because right. I'm th- I'm I'm shocked that you got that. I, I think really well done. You got the right answer, but there's some deep-rooted issues going on there that we <laughs> might need to explore. Just to um, put a bit of context around that, so Roman Catholicism prevents prevented in Italy during her time uh, human sacrifice as an abomination before God. Sorry, a- additionally, did the law there's not no also. They're so tough, those Roman Catholics. I can't believe they impose that you're not allowed to do human yeah. sacrifice. Uh. Oh. Goodness me. I know, I know. Oh, I'm no. a Catholic and I always think if that's only, just one if of the only should change. Yeah. Like we that's right. We had Vatican two, can we have Vatican three and bring in him and sacrifice? I mean, come on guys. Um, but what about the law, Paul? It, like I get um, the Roman Catholics were against it, but surely just commonplace law was against human sacrifice. Yes, yes, I th- I think you're spot on, although I am concerned that you've said you've you've picked human sacrifice straight off the bat. And now you're advocating for Roman Catholicism to change to actually allowing human sacrifice. That was sarcasm. Jeepers. It was a joke. Uh, yes, joke. yes, but 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 you're right. What about the law? I feel like she had thrown the law out already, so um, that wasn't where she was getting her guidance from. Additionally, okay. there's no known Romani belief of superstition that embraces human sacrifice, so she's uh, independently come up with this. That's true. It's yep. a bit of a stretch. I, I don't imagine that Italy during that time was, you know, I don't suppose she was watching movies or anything where she's thinking, oh, I've seen a horror movie and they've had a sacrifice. It's a big leap. But, but she's, she's, it's not, I really don't think it is, right? Okay. She's clearly not an educated person. Uh-huh. I'm just going to take that leap. Uh, she's in a... When I say clearly sounds- not, I mean I'm just going to assume she's yeah. not. Ah, that's what I said. I took that leap. 
<laughs> I'm going to assume she's not an educated person. I'm going to because the fact that she thinks her mother cursed her. You know, she goes she goes to psychics for her guidance. To be fair, I you and I have both been to, to a fortune teller in Bath. Maybe I'll go back and check my notes. <laughs> yeah, we did. I'll go check my yeah, notes did, to see if did. I was supposed to sacrifice anybody. And this is a hundred years ago too. Well, we went and saw about well, it. It was only ago. twenty years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have found. I've got the notes and the cassette tape. I found it not long ago. Cheese, Paul. We're not that old. Come Swan- on. Swanee, all you're pointing out to me is more parallels between Chi and Julie and Schmitty. Absolutely. I'm just saying that. That also in common kind of storytelling in Europe, there are witches, there are, you know, there are fables, there are all sorts of things that are, that relate to, you know, like Italy and Spain all had the um, Inquisition the about witches. Italians and the Spanish. Yes, they also had Inquisitions. The, the, <laughs> the Catholic Church was very anti-demonism and, but, but didn't say it didn't exist. So I know that we're talking about the turn of the century, but at the same time, I think that while you while your story tells me that there is nothing that would have led her to that, I think there's probably a whole bunch of things that in her youth did lead her to that. Okay. I'm going to go with your psychology. expertise in this matter because you saw human <laughs> sacrifice coming well before anyone else did. So I, I bow to your greater maybe, knowledge. Maybe I'm just pretty good at criminal psychology. But anyway, go on. And look out for the gypsies. Maybe you're talking from experience. And if you're not, snaps for you for holding that inside instead of letting it go. Um, Anyway, regardless of where she got her idea, she would go on to murder three women before she was caught. Hmm. Do you want to hear about that? No, just not here. really. Let's, <laughs> just, let's just sentence yeah. and go home. No, yes, Thanks of course you want to hear it. Yeah, good, good podcast. See you later. No. Um, <laughs> good chat. So, good chat. yeah, yeah. Chianchuli's first victim was a local spinster woman named Forcina Seti. Inviting Seti to her home under the guise of setting her up with a husband, a husband, not her husband, in 1939, mm. Chianchuli instructed her to write letters to her family members telling them that she would be visiting the man abroad. She then drugged Seti with spiked wine before murdering her with an axe. Oh, was it a sparkling second, rosé out of a this can? This is the second story where someone's been murdered by an axe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it Look was. Out, Tony. <laughs> Watch out, Tony, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. Uh, so... N- Next, she cut Seti into nine pieces. Uh, Are you all right, Schmitty? Are you on your second one? (laughs) Yeah, why not? In for a good. How many many standard drinks are those cans? Uh, Hang on, I'll have a look. Um, Because they can be quite toxic. 2.4, so I'll be up to five soon. Yep. I need it for the story. Jeepers creepers. Anyway. <laughs> Happy with my decision so far. <laughs> yep. Right. So Tomorrow she morning and... might tell a different story, oh, but happy with them so city. far. Yeah, yeah. Have we got enough paracetamol? Yeah. Um, nine pieces. <laughs> oh. Yes. She cut Seti into nine pieces and gathered her blood into a basin. In her official statement after her arrest, she described the things she did next. Did she do this at home? 
Yeah, yeah. Where else would you do it? I just wonder because I think that if I'd cut a body up and made a bit of a mess, somebody think? might notice if I had a, a somebody cut up in the basin. <laughs> what are you making, Mum? Oh, nothing. Stew, soap. 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 Oh. Yeah. Soap, yeah, yeah. Um, Schmitty, if, if this was you, where would you do it? Because I feel like you'll be able to answer this more clearly than my story you do anyway. It in a bathtub. In a bathtub? You do it in would a bathtub you... or you do it outside, it, like undercover, so people can't look at you, but somewhere where you can easily hose that blood away or where you have animals that you kill regularly also because, remember, she probably would have been, mm. you know, slaughtering chickens and stuff for eat for food and stuff so that you could excuse some of the blood. You are all are over this shit. Yet, this, is, this is you are scaring me. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the thing she did next, I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I'd oh, yeah. bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture into until the pieces dissolved in a thick dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied in a nearby septic tank. Yeah. Because the soap bit didn't work as well as she would have liked on this occasion. Well, it wouldn't work because she's got too much flesh involved. To make soap, it's basically rendering fat with the caustic soda. So she really, if the woman, and we don't know how fat the victim was. Shut up, so you're scaring how- me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Just telling you that's how you make soap. But anyway, come on. <laughs> Please don't be upset don't be if I offended. decline your next invite to wherever you invite me to. I'm bit. I'm just busy that weekend. As so, so not to be perturbed by the fact that her soap didn't work. She got the blood in the basin, waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and I served them to the ladies who came to visit. Though Giuseppe and I also ate them. There you go. But what happened to all the bones? What? Did the caustic soda, like, dissolve the bones, do you think? That's not strong enough, is it? Schmitty? (laughs) In your experience. Well, she used seven kilos. In your experience. (laughs) Schmitty, what would you do? (laughs) She used seven kilos, I think you said, which is a lot of caustic soda. So... Look, it, I, I I haven't experimented on this, but if I had a go... I Not would with say, bones. Everything else I have done. Right. Bones. Yeah. I would say that it may not break them down entirely, but enough that she could dispose of them. Um, they might get brittle or something. She may have crushed them up. don't know. But but all she, well, they could have ended up in the mush that went yeah. in the septic tank. Yeah. It, um, to, quote, to quote Shirley Valentine, I give her the dog. <laughs> um. Usually, if you're trying to get rid of bones, you would put them in lime, not caustic soda, because that will disintegrate Correct. bone. Yeah, just just no so damn. you know, just just for future reference. Anyway, uh, that on. is how Schmidty would do it. Good to know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so quite lovely. She's shared the tea cakes with her neighbours. Um, it does make me wonder about the Indigo Valley Cookie Fairy, which you can Google <laughs> online. Uh, it is a real thing. Paul was on the news interview. What they the... actually uh, Yeah, were they really that community-minded? them from. You know what, they're just trying to get rid of That's evidence. right. Now we have the connection. Yes. How many neighbours 
moved away from the valley at the time. Uh huh. It wasn't a very popular spot at the time. But that, that, to be fair, they did put ingredients labels on the cookies, which did not say coagulated blood. Dried um, coagulated blood from my latest Contains victim. Allergens. It contains allergens. Contains yeah. allergens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can't remember if it says made it up contains... as one that had bones and blood. <laughs> and peanuts. Yes. May contain essence of Faustina Seti. Oh, oh, oh poor anyway, Faustina. This bit I don't really understand, but Chianciulli also reportedly took Seti's life savings of 30,000 Italian lira. Aha. The equivalent of $17.94 <laughs> when adjusted for inflation. <laughs> 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 when adjusted for inflation, about $332. Like, it's, you know, Not really you'd barely be it. able to get... Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be able to afford the tea to go with the tea cakes. <laughs> anyway, she'd re- she'd received that as payment for setting Seti up with a husband, which, uh, just like Jimmy, she didn't deliver on. But she didn't, um, she didn't steal that... Well... She fraudulently took her because instead of setting her up with her husband, she murdered her and ground her up and all the rest of it. But um, that woman was prepared uh-huh. to pay in the first place. It's not like she she didn't clear out her accounts or anything like that. I don't think there was much to clear out by the same thing. That was what she had. Right. That was it. Mm. It was just mm-hmm. before World War Two too, so it would have been pretty hard times. Are you right there, Paul? Uh, no. I've got, uh, Are you taking a tooth A horrible... Out? Oh, I got it. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm just removing some bone fragments that I must have <laughs> you were from a cookie. that I had earlier. From a, from a cookie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Got a sorry, no. I, uh, oh, don't mind me. It was just, just really just, annoying I, me. I've just, I've just <laughs> punctured <laughs> my gum. He's literally extracting a tooth. I'm extracting a tooth while yes. I'm talking to you. Oh, right, but okay. not one of his own. Yes, no, I was... Um, not one of his own. Yeah, correct. correct. Yeah, that's no. right. Yes. I hate it when I get a tooth in my tea cake. Oh. <laughs> Somebody else has been eating this. On the 5th of September 1940, Chin Chuli found another victim named Francesca Suave. As with Seti, Chin Chuli convinced Suave that she had organised a teaching job for her abroad and made her write letters to her friends detailing her trip. And, as she had with Seti... She fed her drugged wine, killed her with an axe, baked her into tea cakes, and stole her money. When you're on a good thing. Yep, stick to it. That's right. So uh, that's her second victim. Her third victim. So it's an MO now. Mm-hmm. A modus operandi. I like what you've Correct. done with that. Yes, mm. yes. Do we know if her son's actually headed off to war yet? Is she doing this while he's gone to war or is this in preparation? <laughs> I mean, at what point is he ready to go off? How many have we got to kill before... She said well, it's, it's, away, it's, or is he gone? Do we know? <laughs> it's no, no, we don't. Schmitty, do you know? Would you <laughs> no, would no, you no. keep going? Yeah, what is with, the normal count? Whether he'd gone, or would yeah. you? Oh, me personally. Yeah. What's your yeah. normal limit? Yes, yes. What numbers do you? Have? I understand that one one human sacrifice one one? is meant to be f- sufficient. It's one for one. Sufficient. You, you, yeah, right. it's totally sufficient. So she shouldn't have yes. to continue. Yes. If so, but does that mean that he died, and so then she had to go for a second one to bring him back again? Is that how it works? Oh no! Now you're in another. No. You're, you're somewhere else now. You're to, now you're yeah. talking about um, Anatoly. 
So if, no, sorry. Anatoly. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 Anatoly. Yes. Now she's going to make a doll. So if he died, you. Yeah. No, yeah, now you're talking about necromancing. <laughs> That's a completely different field of study. Oh. But so Are if he died, you would just stop him from. You would just stop uh, human sacrifices, or would you just keep going because it's, now it's kind of fun and your neighbours like the tea cakes? Well, yeah, look, I think in her case it was probably kind of fun and the neighbours liked the tea cakes and $17 went a long way in 1939. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> she could yes, stretch that out for mate. months. Uh, but Cause, yes, cause I maybe, personally wouldn't kill in the first place. Just it's saying. a good point though, Carla, because maybe we've moved on from human sacrifice and now she's just getting requests from her neighbours for more of those delicious <laughs> tea high and iron uh, tea cakes. <laughs> Yes. It's like Goodness. iron can upset your tummy, I, I believe, when you see all the ads on TV. Here's a way that you can take iron that won't upset your stomach. Tolerance, like the uh, oh, yes, iron tea exactly. cakes. <laughs> tea cakes by Leonardo. Yes, and maybe the, maybe they didn't have iron tablets yeah. and she didn't want to be a vampire yep. or her, or her neighbours didn't want to be, so... Yeah. Mm, good it's just like a very dry version of a black pudding. Oh, you know, it's a different yes. kind of black pudding. A, Made a from, sweet one. Uh, humans. It's a sweet. That's a sweet. It's a sweet black yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's a. a mm, <laughs> uh, anyway, so her third victim would be her last one. So oh Virginia Cacioppo was a noted soprano who once sang at the famed La Scala Opera House in Milan. Milano, she, yeah. Milano, eh? Jim Chuli had promised her a job working with an impresario in Florence, which prompted Cacioppo to pay her a visit on September the 3rd, 1940. What a fucking idiot. Which one? Like, the soprano? The soprano. I mean, why Some would this bird... Some local bird tell... Exactly. exactly. Why what are her connections? Connect... Exactly. Yeah. How is she connected oh, to an impresario? I mean, what a fucking moron. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Virginia, Paul. you're a peanut. You're full of you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm not saying you deserve what you got, but Jesus, that's stupid. Sorry, go I on. know that is it. Maybe she won her over with her tea cakes. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. As with her two previous victims, she and Julio fed Cacioppo spiked wine and killed her with an axe. A good mo. Oh. It's it's working quite well. This yeah. this well, time worked once. Keep going. Yeah. This time, however, mm-hmm. instead of only baking her body into tea cakes and feeding them to her neighbours, Chinchuli also melted only. her flesh down and turned it into soap. And this is well. You see, now this goes back to my point earlier, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, also have some operatic training, and I can tell you that sopranos of the olden days used to have a lot of, uh, let's say, presents. I think you look fat. <laughs> All right, they were fat. But yeah. because... You are allowed to say that, I think. Are you? Fat. Because, uh, well, I was trying <laughs> I to be polite. But uh, because it's meant to uh, like uh, increase yeah. the amount of resonance that you have when you're singing, right? So if you look at traditional opera singers. So this woman probably had the requisite amount of blubber to then be rendered down to make soap out of it. Just saying. <laughs> None of what you're saying is making I love me that. any more comfortable with who you are. The fact that you use the word rendered down to make soap makes me think that you size people up and go, <laughs> hmm. if I had to look at her, 
ratio-wise, I think she's got enough to render her down to make soap. She's got a good blubber oh. pot. Good blubber pot. Yeah. Yeah, I only get two good cakes out of that one, but that one, whoa. Yeah. Bring her over. That's tea cake potential. Oh, that there's soap. That's my... <laughs> That, that's my that's my Christmas gifts taken care of right there. Soap for everyone. Giving, what are we giving Nana for Jesus. Christmas? Well, yes, soap, blubber soap. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's put it into Chianchuli's words, who are really quite similar to yours, Schmidty. I don't even know why I'm bothering telling the story. So maybe I'm a reincarnation of her. Quite possibly. So Chianchuli said that. Cacioppo ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted down, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. <laughs> most acceptable. I gave bars to yeah, I gave bars to neighbours and acquaintances. The cakes too were better. That woman was really sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. just so wrong. <laughs> note, note to self: if I ever get offered tea cakes by Schmitty, decline. And if I ever get a gift of soap by Schmitty, chuck it in the bin or have it DNA tested. And if I ever say, "Paul, you're really sweet," you should be scared. Oh. <laughs> run, run like the wind. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so that's a nice little insight into where her mind was at. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about her arrest and uh, what then happened. So uh, Leonardo thought she'd committed the perfect murders. However, she could not have been more wrong. Unlike her first two victims, who had few concerned relatives, Cacioppo had a very worried sister-in-law. She didn't believe Cacioppo's letters detailing her quick departure and had, in fact, seen her entering Chianchuli's home the night she had left. Almost oh. immediately, she reported her sister's disappearance to the Reggio Emilia police, who quickly investigated Chianchuli. So this is the, the opera singer, yeah? It's not yeah? going as well. Yeah. Yeah, see, the yeah, opera yeah, singer's correct. sister wasn't fooled by the, what the fuck's that woman got connections with an empresario? Oh, I know, empresario, yeah. Correct. She's, she was a bit, you know, more savvy. Like you. She's a bit more savvy. I think she went a bit sort of Which over the top with La Scala. Couldn't she have said, I know someone in the local village who's running something down at the town hall and I was wondering if you'd be interested. <laughs> that yes. would be legitimate. I'd be like, yeah, maybe, let's have a look it's... into it. I can't promise you anything, but it's worth a shot. Oh, no. She's yeah. gone straight to La Scala and gone, guess who I know? I mean, why did that woman... Mm, the kind of gigs I was too. offered. The kind of yeah. gigs I would offer. Can you go oh. and sing at someone's wedding? Can you... Yeah. You know, I've got I've got a gig well, for you. It's at a wedding. It's not at La Scala. It's at no. a wedding in the valley. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> it, Much more it, reasonable. It was on the 30th of September, so I feel like it could have been, um, could you come and sing at the AFL Grand Final? <laughs> You know, some, yeah. that, that might have yeah, been that, a little bit more credible. I agree, yes. Much more Or credible. mysterious at least. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, righty-o. So, 
At first, Leonardo Cianciulli defended herself. Uh, It was only when the police shifted the blame toward her beloved son, Giuseppe, that she finally broke down and admitted to everything. Oh, no, not Giuseppe. He innocent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness, goodness me. So she admitted to everything. So her trial lasted only a few days. She was found guilty of her crimes and granted a 33-year sentence that echoed the Romani woman's prophecy with eerie accuracy. Can you remember the Romani woman's prophecy? Yes. That Uh she was something about going to jail and something about something else. It was both bad on both hands. In your right hand, yes, in your right hand I see prison. Uh-huh. In your left, a criminal asylum. Her sentence, 30 years. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> well played, well played. Her sentence, 30 years in a prison and three years in a criminal asylum. I told you she was psychic. <laughs> Yes. I feel like, uh, Schmitty, if you did something like, what's that um, family tree thing called? Ancestry.com. Ancestry.com. That's it. If you did that, you might actually have a direct line back to Leonardo. (laughs) Well, it's funny you should say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, no, no. Because I've had a cookbook handed down from... Mama to mama and to mama, which has tea so cakes soap. and soap yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got some smears on the outside, and people say, don't touch it. It's probably caustic soda. <laughs> yeah, nice. Jesus. Oh. Um, is, oh, that, is that Giuseppe flying <laughs> overhead? He's yeah. coming from well to my house. All right. I can hear it. It's like, oh my goodness. Yes. Off to right. Did it say anywhere in your reading? That um, did they understand that she had killed more than one person, or did she just admit to everything? Did they know there were two others, in addition to the soprano? Yeah, yeah, admitted admitted to everything. Just spilled the beans. Messed up. Yeah, I just wondered if they realised that yeah. you know, there, there like, was more than one. There was one person that like the investigators. That's I think she was a psycho, frankly. Yeah, like the like. Yeah. Like the intern when the police were onto him. Remember? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Diana. Diana, they Diana. yeah yeah they pulled him over and uh, yeah anyway crumbled yeah so she was um, God what year are we talking now I'm forty so something nineteen forty something uh, in nineteen yeah yeah so in in nineteen seventy she died of cerebral apoplexy a type of hemorrhage while she was still in the asylum she was seventy nine wow. years old so she did it thirty years in prison. And then in the asylum, she died. Her body was returned to her family for burial. Is that just a stroke or not? It's a t- it's a type of hemorrhage. I don't know. Okay. You know, right. a clotting issue maybe. Right. I- I'm assuming a hemorrhage in the brain is a stroke, but That's I'm what no. I'd call it. But all right. Good soap yeah. maker though. Can- She's a very good soap maker. Can can drink wine. Can't, can't talk deal about medical, with medical stuff. stuff. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, So her body was returned to her family for burial. And, of course, they couldn't miss the opportunity to chop her into pieces, pop her in the pot and make some one last final round of tea cakes and soap. 
That did not oh. happen. That did not happen. Correct. That's right. <laughs> thought it might. <laughs> thought it, it might just be worth it. Well, just hold, just suspending mama. reality for a little bit. Um, but her murder weapons, including the pot that her victims were boiled in, were donated to the Criminology Museum in Rome. Gross. To this day, museum visitors can see her collection of axes and peer inside the vat that she used to boil human beings. Wait a minute. Her collection of axes? All this time I've just thought she just had a little uh, hatchet or a little, you know, an axe. Not, not a, she's not Catherine Knighting. Knife. Did she hang them over her bed, her axes? Like Catherine Knight? <laughs> Quite possibly. Or maybe she just labelled them with the names of her victims. Oh, God. As Carl or maybe, says, oh, maybe God. she used them to cut up the... Maybe she used them to cut up the tea cakes. She's our big cakes. <laughs> Fairly intimidating slicing the cake ceremony. <laughs> um, but, but the story doesn't end there. In 1979, Lena... Wertmüller, so we're now in, I'm assuming, Germany, could be Austria, could be anywhere other than any of those places, uh, best known for her work on the infamous Italian film The Seduction of Mimi, produced the play Love and oh, Magic in Mama's Kitchen, which oh. was based on the life of Leonardo Cianciulli. And, and, and it's a little bit of a circular thing coming back to you and the Soprano, Schmidt. and in 1983... Love and Magic in Mama's Kitchen began a Broadway run, bringing oh Leonardo Cinchuri from the God. secluded hills of Avellino <laughs> to the Great White Way. Oh, my giddy aunt. Can, have you got any numbers there from it? Yes. Go. You do have numbers from it. Ooh, I, I haven't, but I'm oh. so glad you asked. Oh, Let's my God. Go. Let's go in search of that gold. Why did I not think of that? What what on earth would Love be the lyrics? And magic no, my Giuseppe, he be innocent. <laughs> Skinny chicks don't make good soap. Fat chicks taste so sweet. Jesus. What's it? Oh, Savon, I know. Savon, Savon, yeah, Savon, yeah. I'm like, what would be, what, what's the, you know, fat bottom girls make the rockin' world go round? What would it be fat bottom girls? Fat bottom opera singers make the soap world go round? Make the soap really sweet? Yeah. Ugh. No, that wasn't, I don't think the soap was sweet. I think her tea cakes were sweet. I think she just. I like big butts because they make good soap. <laughs> I like just... big butts and I can't lie. <laughs> And I cannot lie. No, other mothers can't deny. I'm not sure, but there is a well, thing that on YouTube called... Well, that Sobrano came in with a bitty bitty grin. Mum. Um. <laughs> 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 we're all going to hell. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, we're going to hell for sure. Oh, stop Hell in a handbasket. I've just looked up the lyrics to um, Big Butts and it's like, when that Sobrano walks in with an itty bit of wasted around thing in your face, you get soap. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yes. Yes. Exactly oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you get soap. Oh, you get far soap. out. 
Um, I think it's I think it's a play. The reason we can't find anything, Paul, is it's a play. Sorry, oh. it's, well, I, I misunderstood. I thought right. it was a musical, but never mind. When you say Broadway, oh, right. I only think okay. of musicals. <laughs> I was I was disappointed in myself for not picking up on that, but I'm glad that no, uh, no, you've got it right. It's just maybe I read it well, right. Sorry, not just a play, okay. but you know. Not a musical. <laughs> Such a shame because I could just imagine oh. the soprano coming in, delivering yeah. this amazing song, then getting murdered, cut up, and cooked into soap. Yeah, that's Gross. right. Exactly. That's where the soprano walks in with I would an idiot like waist and a round thing in your face. You get soap. <laughs> get soap. <laughs> I would love to also see the uh, the nervous look in the soprano who played in that play to see whether she was worried if. Afterwards, she might end up as soap. I want the other. There's another lyric that you'll remember. You know the one about the my anaconda don't want. Remember, the, I need to find that one because I think. <laughs> want none unless it's got big buns and a bit thing. That one. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's about tea cakes. Yes. Got, uh, tea cake? Unless it's got big tea yes. cakes. My, my anaconda, anaconda don't, don't want, want none unless, unless it's got, got big tea cakes. <laughs> My anaconda mm. don't want none unless you make tea cakes hun. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Always ends um, up so in some kind of musical, musical moment, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just a little yes. sing-along. Yes, every week, every week, there's a little sing-along. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that, there is the story of the soap maker. I think there's not a lot of picking your crime because I feel like the crimes are fairly obvious, but I think that, I think there's a lot of sentencing to be done. So, ladies, over to you. All right. We hope you're enjoying our show. We'd love it if you would follow and like us on our Facebook page at Trial by Wine and share with all your family and friends. Help us get to 2,000 downloads by the 30th of January 2022 by giving us a five-star rating as it helps spread the word. We can't thank you enough for your support. Now back to the show. I've got so many questions that I think none of them will be able to be answered. Shreddy will answer them all. I'll give it a go. I'll do it my best. Give it your best shot, darling. I don't don't think they're questions that can be answered, but I sort of think if it were a more modern crime, there'd be some analysis of it somewhere like, where was the rest of the... Who did she live with on her own? I mean, did everyone else just go, oh, don't mind mum? Like, (laughs) oh, she's out (laughs) in the laundry making a bit of a mess again. Um, You know, I think (laughs) if I was cutting up bodies, someone around here might notice. And the smell. Oh, no, 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 no. Did she have again? Because... Oh, here we go. Schmitty knows. No, no smell. Exactly. Yeah. You, you just ask. She'll tell. I've got the image and I don't know if I'm right, but I suspect this woman lived in some kind of, either, even if it was a town, it would have been a, you know, it's 1930s. It wouldn't have been a particularly sophisticated mm. place. And I'm sure they had animals. I'm sure they uh, did not, not fully agricultural work, but making your own soap, mm. the fact she knew how to make soap, wouldn't have been weird. Lots of people would have done no. that. There were lots yeah. of smelly things that people did in 1935. Like you might have boiled a pig's head and called it brawn and eaten it. You'd like stank like hell. Yeah. There are things that people yeah, did right. that stunk. So I'm not sure that the smell of fl- fresh blood, which she could have washed away, would have been that bad. And even the, even the smell of boiling it up in a pot, other people would have been made. 
I know. It's Nizhny Novgorod again. It stinks. The place stinks, right? We're back what? with Anthony uh, Anatoly Moskvin yes. and the stinky yes, Nizhny. Yes, the Nizhny whole Nizhny village Nizhny. stinks. Stank. Yeah. So, so maybe stank. not Stinky smell. Europe. Even some of the behaviours that she had, people may not have noticed because if she was someone who would buy a large piece of meat, for instance, like a half a cow yeah. or, and butcher it, or like I don't know what she did, but I can imagine that that sort of stuff could have taken place and so it wouldn't have been as odd as in, like today, if I killed Tony, someone will notice eventually, but yes, if I... If I <laughs> run, if I Tony, Tony, run. <laughs> He's laughing next to me. <laughs> If I killed him Uncomfortably. and You're put him now. in a pot <laughs> and boiled him with caustic soda, people would complain about the smell now because it's unusual. With all due respect, Tony, I don't think you'd make very good soap. You're way no, too lean. No, I agree. I, I don't agree. think you'd render. I don't think you'd render down well as. No. I wouldn't ever. I wouldn't even get a cake out of him, but I, he'd make good tea cakes. I tea cakes on the other hand, yeah, yeah, right. He's sweet. It's sweet, sweet meat. That's right. Or at least one or two nice, fat, black puddings. Anyway. <laughs> Red velvet cupcakes. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, like, was it 13 kids died? Did she have any involvement with them dying? No, she had four left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, died. that's a good question, Paul. Yeah, no, I understand. The, yeah, no, there's nothing I could find that suggested that she had made tea cakes or soap out of her or children. Or murdered her children. <laughs> no no infanticide. That's, that's yeah. bad luck, even for 100 years ago. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't cause... think it was, though. I think, it, sorry, I don't think it's that um, unusual. That's, sorry, this is why I've had this impression of her being not highly uh, uh, educated and living in a semi-rural or, for want of a better expression, peasant world. Because... Uh, the the number of children she had the the hard the work the life they had suggests to me that uh, and I don't think it was unusual for women of the time to push out as many children as possible hoping some survived. I think peasant world sounds like part of our trial by wine world. Peasant oh, world. Yes, oh, I think there could be that. Tomorrow now there's, there's peasant world. And there is a thread that I'm going to pull out for this sentence. Oh, Mum, I want to go to Peasant World. I want to go to Peasant World. We'll Je get there after Tomorrowland. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. After, after it's a small world, we'll yeah, go and peasant see Peasant World. world. After all. <laughs> oh, the frivolity. On the lots of children, I think just to be fair to people who may have less money than others... The New South Wales Premier, Dominic Perrottet, has apparently got 10, 10 children, um, which I find remarkable for today's day and age. But I think if you take the financial situation out of it and overlay it with the religious thing, that does still happen for religious reasons sometimes. So, um, True. you know, me, I, I love to... I'd love to chuck a bit of religious controversy in just to... Yeah, but even medically um, at the time, there wasn't a great deal of prophylactic available. So... You know, no. like at that period of time. They used to use shit cat's guts and stuff like that. Yeah, I wouldn't say they worked particularly well, but you're right. That was actually against uh, the Roman Catholic Church's um, ideas. So you weren't supposed to... Correct. You were meant to just have babies. At all. Babies all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As were um, people turning uh, other people into soap. I'm assuming... As many as I'm God I'm assuming... I haven't us. read the Bible, so I don't know, but I'm assuming mm. that... That's not okay. 
No, no, sorry. Thou shalt so not I turn just, thy neighbour into soap. I just made a noise as if to suggest that it is in the Bible that it's fine to make people into soap. And <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not what I was mmming about. What I was mmming about is whether or not everything the Roman Catholic Church tells people is a requirement to follow God is in the Bible. Just saying. Love, love, love thy neighbour, but that fucker three doors down should be turned into soap. Yeah. <laughs> or stone. Yeah. <laughs> or stone. Yes. Yes. Or yeah. Or begat or something. Isn't is begat? begat that's a big is, word is in the Bible, sex, isn't it? It's having sex and having a child. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. So she had to beget. Yeah, yeah, she had to beget I, I, seventeen children. She be, she begat. Didn't she have to beget seventeen times to give birth, or is begatting the process of giving having birth? Sex. No, begetting, begetting yeah. is having the baby. It's not um, having sex. Right. Yeah. Is that right? Right. Good to know. Yes. Yes. From yeah. my uh, Thanks for the theology. <laughs> this podcast is super informative. You're, you're oh, I think begetting. you know oh. that they could re- they could replace the schooling uh, curriculum with this podcast. Oh, please no! Just add another module to yeah. your um, shamanism. What was yes. it? Cert four, cert three. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And, because and basket weaving. We need a couple basket. of extra because shamanism and this sort of uh, occult behaviour that this woman is undertaking aren't that different. Well, they are a bit, but um, you know. So we just add a big bit of necromancy, a bit of uh, human sacrifice for the purposes of you know saving someone else or whatever curses. Yeah, we've got a whole lot of other curriculum we need to devise. You're right, and, Carla. But also, just some, just some really basic ones, like baking like and soapery. You know, like... Correct, correct, yeah. Soapery, soapery, no, it's a big one. Everybody, yeah. It's a real skill scam. <laughs> it's a real skill scam. <laughs> so, soapery is like topery. Soap. I feel like there's a name for it if you make soap. Like, it's... Soap it's making? <laughs> Well, I can't find it. I don't know what I'm thinking of. Soap up, Mofo. Soaping? No, because there's so many little places. That's not it. Near where we lived in the south of France, where like a lot of it has to do with perfumery and stuff, and obviously little soaps. <laughs> and then in Marseille, yeah. it's like a specialist sort of, that's one of their product is the soap of Marseille. So you used to buy a lot of that. But I thought it had a name, but I, it's escaping me. Maybe it's a French term. Soapery. It's probably, it's probably soapery. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite okay. unlikely, <laughs> also. Okay. More um, anyway, so back to like excellent chat. But back to the sentencing. Who would like to go first? Never me. Can I get all the questions out of the way? Never, never. I don't think there's any point even asking all my questions. There's so many of them. But I think because of the time that it happened, a lot of it was like with Tony's. Like, well, where did all the kids go? I mean, I guess you would have lost some. Schmidt is telling us is painting a picture of European life. Um, in that day and age, <laughs> anyone guess where her parent, her dad's from? It's like, oh yes, she's had Not it first Italy. hand. She Not knows. Italy, but Europe. No, I know, no, no, I don't. But Europe, you know, your dad was sort of melting people's body parts down in there <laughs> to make oh, soap and me. cakes. My father was very sophisticated. He was melting bodies down in Budapest. It was very cosmopolitan. Exactly, where he, uh, where he melted yeah, bodies. She... <laughs> Yes. Schmidty, the grand the grand captain would have been doing that at Lake Eildon. Oh yeah, <laughs> if he'd had the opportunity, you're quite right. At, With a bottle of and wow. he needed or, the soap, but you know yes. he was maybe that's why Dad wasn't that partial to soap, 
And he didn't like cologne either. Anyway. He knew uh, where it came He knew, he knew oh. what it was made now, of. The um, plot thickens. The bells are in for Is you it? now. Do you want me to um, start with the sentencing it, just it to get help. the juices flowing? It could flowing? help, please, yes. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a couple in mind. Um, the first one, so Carla, you always say you want to put the punishment where the uh, criminal will feel it the most. Yes. And I'm going to come back to TikTok, and I, this is probably the second <laughs> time I've mentioned TikTok. I, I don't ever. I don't have TikTok. I don't even know how it would fit into my life, but people keep telling me about it. And I also have a nephew who, he's really my cousin, but we call him my nephew. He posts things on Facebook. As long as he's not like, your brother or your like father as well. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, he could be. Who knows? In my family, he you have a um, it's like a face changing thing, so that you can put the face of somebody onto another body or like a a video. A deep fake is that this deep fake thing or is that something else? That's something else. Is it? Have you heard about a deep fake? Oh, deep fake is something you. where they they do use somebody else's body and then they'll put somebody else's face on it. Usually, somebody who, oh, you know, it might have been Trump or Biden or whatever else, and it does actually look like them. They're called deep fakes, and they're incredibly convincing, where they've right. actually used their face and put it onto someone's body, and you know, they're doing well, something. Yeah, yeah. Not, so not it's uh, if I don't know, I don't know if that's what I'm talking about, but it's exactly yeah, that kind of concept, right? So I think something. that. Correct, that kind of, you know. <laughs> oh, that oh, kind of hygiene. That is cool. Well, yes. That kind of tomfoolery, yes. Pools, pools, <laughs> horseplay and, and skullduggery. Horseplay and tomfoolery, that's it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Sorry, Paul. Wow. Please go on. No, no I, I, feel, I feel like um, I'm the uh, the one who's now getting your sentencing juices flowing and you're going to oh. come back with some crackers, so it's... It's very good, but but anyway, I just so the point of that was that I think that we could show Chi and Chuli, um footage of her son dying over and over in a, in multiple <laughs> different ways because we're putting it's a deep fake we're putting his face on his other yeah, good 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 yeah 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 good, good, got it. yeah yeah so she's going to be super traumatized by the fact that she's seeing her son dying over and over in different ways and the fact that it's different ways will also mess with her head because she won't know if any of it's true but she'll probably also assume that all of it is true so that was one uh punishment that i had for her and um the other one was it's a very modern uh, version around of a punishment well, yes, but you know, it's trial by wine. There has to I be like no. It. Don't it, get me wrong. it does not have to be fact. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not it's give her a middle like, ages okay. punishment or no, a. Sort of like a, uh, I don't know what's it called, like a, not a hologram, but like a vision that she's seeing that's repeated over and over. A, a, a TikTok yeah. thing. Just just yeah. call it TikTok. I don't know how it works. I've just seen it happen. <laughs> um, it's a TikTok. Also, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also in, <laughs> also in trial by wine world, there does need to be um, some food vans or snack carts or whatever. So, <laughs> so she could be made to eat food that looks delicious, tastes sweet, uh, but is also made from caustic soda. Oh, yeah. There's another one that. Um, 
has been floating in the back of my head, but now I've lost it. So I think I'm going to have to hand over to you too. Yeah, I'm still working on this idea of peasant land. What did I call it? Peasant world? Peasant land? <laughs> yes. Peasant world! Peasant world! Peasant world. Which is a segment of peasant. Trial by Wine World, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know when you go, you know, I can, can't you see it on the map? You know, just envisions the, you know, the map of. Yes. Welcome to Trial by Wine World. And then, and then, yeah, Trial by Wine World. <laughs> Why are you doing a little dance? What's that about? Because I'm off to peasant world. But it's too much. I'm off to peasant world. It's going to be great. I'm off to peasant world. Oh, we're going to cut up meat. We're going to our own. We're going to get a carcass. We're going to have high iron tea cakes. It's going to stick. High iron tea cakes. Oh my goodness. All right. So so I'll have a go. And, and this has been a real tough one. So kudos to you, Clarky, for providing a challenge on the um, sentencing. Well, the whole case is a bit whack and, um, <laughs> and also hard to sentence. But I think I'm going to create, you know, and we will, I'm sure, explore this further at some other time, Peasant World. Um, <laughs> but in Peasant World, $17.49 or however much you said that you managed to fraudulently take from people really doesn't go very far. In fact, it doesn't even buy Unless it you. does in peasant world. Hang on. Right. Yeah, in, no, in peasant no, world, that's it might why it's in a, No, it doesn't. To that's quote the point. Abba, in, in a rich in, man's world, it will go very, very short distance. Peasant world. No, peasant world. In peasant world, you get your merch at the gift shop at the end. $17 will get you a whole lot. Yes. You get your Tea cakes and soap. Peasant world's one of those places that you go back into some kind of ye olde 19... 20s world, 1930s world, but the current uh, value of money is uh, equivalent to today's, therefore $17 doesn't get you very far. So that's mm-hmm. a torture in its own right because she can't even go and buy herself a hot dog and a Diet Coke for $17, so that's already upsetting. <laughs> Let alone attend any of her rides. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also not sure whether she used the soap that she made. So I'm banning her from having soap. Um, in fact, okay. Okay, I've worked it out. I've had, a, I've had a... Epiphany? I've had an epiphany. So she can't wash. Oh, my God. Psychic. Not just she can't wash. Have you seen The Princess Bride? No. Ooh, no. Honestly, no. Carla, you're our, you're our pop culture right. guru. I'm aware of it, but I've never watched it. Shame, shame on you. Can you go and watch it, please? Isn't it like a cultural kind of important sort of thing? Sorry, Schmidt. <laughs> it is. It's a cult classic, they call them. A cult classic. That's a, a cult classic. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a peasant's fave. And for those who didn't... For, those, for, the, for our listeners who can't see what I just did, my whole forehead hit the pop filter like I was <laughs> extremely frustrated with my co-host at not knowing this show. Well, anyway. that's odd. At the end of it, I know. At the end of it, bottle two done. Carrie Yule's character, who plays Wesley, my sweet Wesley, is incapable of moving, and the nasty prince doesn't know that because he's, you know, a long story. Watch the film; you should watch it. Anyway, he is threatening the prince, and he's saying, "You need to go away because you're a little pustule," or things like that. But then he says, "I'm going to cut off." 
<laughs> your nose and your lips and your eyebrows and your fingers and and you will just be this oh. but i'm going to let you live i'm going to let you live and so that every child every person who sees you looks at you and shrieks from the hideousness i'm completely paraphrasing for the princess bride people out there who are going to tell me off of this okay because i've already had two cans of very very bad drink and so i'm doing my best um but anyway the point is she he she will go through this treatment where she will just be seen in peasant world in peasant world as the kind of raggy person who doesn't wash because she's not allowed soap because we don't know who it's been made who it's been made of uh so she doesn't use soap she's very deformed as a result of this torture and everyone is horrified at the sight of her because that is representative of what's inside her Oh. Sentence one. Oh. Sentence one. Oh. But wait, there's more. Sentence, there's more. Sentence two. I'm going to do a Doctor Who timey-wimey thing and swap her out with her son and send her to war. <gasps> no, that was mine. Oh! It's close, but I was thinking, even if you didn't send her to war, but he went to war and he died. Even though she had done, you know, or had or had that there. And I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. This is and I know, and it, I know that's awful. And it's so simple. And it's like, Bacardo's, oh, and he dies. Absolutely. Right, so there you go. She killed three people for nothing. Guy dies anyway. Yeah, and he goes to war. But the dies. funniest thing about that, what? Carla, is your face because you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have sleepless nights about being this cruel person. I know I'm a bad person because <laughs> I've let the boy die at war. Anyway, but yeah. he, he didn't I die. Was like, we oh. don't, he didn't die. He How'd didn't that work die. for you, love? Boom, he's <laughs> gone. <laughs> there is a poetic justice in that because, well, obviously, but also if she honestly thought that mm. killing these people was going to keep him safe. That would be, you're right, that would yeah. be because that's the it. harshest. You're right. Because that's that why be she thought her motivation. Sentencing. Yeah. But do you no. think she had any remorse? I think she was a, I mean, I I think she was a nut job, clearly. But, but I think maybe if we though. take that a little a step further, yeah. and what if he did actually <laughs> yes, survive the whole war because of her human sacrifices, <laughs> but then he was killed in front of her as punishment for the sacrifices that she'd made to keep him alive, that would mess with her head a lot. Maybe because this is our episode number 13. Carla's dark side finally oh, came no, out. Oh, don't right? say that. Jeez. I feel like... No, oh, this, God. Go on, judge me. It's an no, evolution. Yeah, no, I have nothing more to say. I've managed, I've managed to kill him now. Are you happy? <laughs> Ouch. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy, but I am surprised. You've, you've brought your A game in uh, trial. <laughs> And sentencing today. Well done. I'll go back to my softly, softly sentencing next week. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> uh, leave I that I don't know why. You. It's fictitious. We're, it's just all in... It's japes. I know, it's just japes. Still, it's japes. Great word. What's, Great word. Japes. Jokes. Jokes. Japes. Oh, Good jokes. Times, fun times. Jokes. Ye, jokes. Ye, ye oldie. Jokes. Ye oldie. Peasant world would understand what japes were. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. Actually, maybe it's a little bit up. Maybe it's a little bit more highbrow japes. I think. Mm. Maybe if we were like at Downton Abbey, we'd be doing some, we'd be having some japes. Oh, <laughs> sure, that would. Whereas I don't know if it'd be. Is it like yeah, if, if you're in Downton Abbey yeah, and right. you've got your friend who served you tea cakes? It's made Tom up Foolery from for sure. Other isn't it? people, they all go. Oh, <laughs> that's japes. 
<laughs> it's a practical joke. It's... A childish jape of depositing a stink bomb in her locker. Oh. To say or do something in jest or mockery. Yes. Yeah. So that doesn't say that it's highbrow, so maybe it is. we can have it in peasant world a little bit of... Oh, Bring it off. I feel like it, I yeah, I feel like it's existed in the English language for a long time. You're on <laughs> your own, sweetheart. We love you, but you're on your own. I've been it's on my so own the whole way through this episode. Oh, well, that you, is really... you have isolated oh yourself through this whole episode. <laughs> So the, so the other bit that I was thinking of is that in Italy, like sharing food is um, it, it's a really lovely part of the culture. So, you know, they, they make um, pasta and, the, and whatever and they share it. And um, I feel like old mate Chien Chulu was um, sharing her tea cakes and her soap with her neighbours, which is kind of nice except for Beautiful. what was being made what they were made from but I feel like she should be cut off from having any food or any um, any of that sharing culture that Italy does so well she should be shut off from to just say you know what sweetheart you're on your own you've got to make your own everything in your own stink do you think if she has to make her own everything she might make her own everything of everything she could get her hands on which might be the neighbours Well, they're all on to her now, so what, I feel prison? like no one's going to her house. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah, no one's going to your house. Mm, we don't like you anymore. You can't sit here. You can't uh, sit here. And you make shit you, no je- you make shit cakes. <laughs> Which are actually blood cakes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're no, cakes. No pasta for you. One month. Just the whole town cuts her Okay, off. well, I think that we have got to a point where Carla has come out of her shell. <laughs> Do the song again, the song. Anaconda song, because I don't know it. Then a soprano walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face. You got soap. <laughs> <laughs> that is cold. My the Anaconda, Anaconda don't, don't want none unless, unless you got, got tickets on. <laughs> Yes, we have a musical interlude. We have a soap made from a soprano. We have Carla coming out of her shell at episode 13. Uh, excellent job, Paul. <laughs> I have terrified you all uh, in, about my insight into the obvious choice of what one would do when one wants to save one's son from, you know, the ravages of war <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and peasant world. So excellent job. Thank you. Anyone got any roundup comments? Uh, no, just well played, everyone. Love you long time. Great job. Thank you very much, and I miss you already. Good job. Bye, Rob. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, bella. Ciao, bella. Come stay oggi. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine, or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com, to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com. Mm-hmm.